0: Welcome to the All-49ers show. We're the All-49ers writers, Grant Cohn, Jose Sanchez. It's week four, and it feels like a like the critical moment in the season for the Niners. If they win this week, the first three weeks won't really matter as much. If they lose, they're on life support at week four. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, the defense is great. The offense is terrible. Are the offensive issues as simple as just getting into a rhythm, Jose?
1: It's going to be hard to get any rhythm with Trent Williams out, right? It's it's very tough to envision how you can sustain any type of offensive stability and efficiency going forward. Uh, Look, it was already tough enough with Jimmy. We saw what he was, Mm -hmm. how he was. It's kind of glad that everyone's starting to see, like, yeah, this is the same guy we've been seeing, you know. So anyone, especially the Niners players, who thought they were in better win-now mode are looking ridiculous now. But in terms of rhythm, I, I think the only person who you really can look at in terms of it can get higher from here is jimmy because you know i've always thought he was a in rhythm passer even dating back to when i first started covering the team in 2019 is like the, the guy honestly is like a jump shooter you know he sinks the first two to three shots two to four shots and all of a sudden you get a little something here. Not saying he's gonna light it up it just it's just he's more serviceable and we'll have like moments where it's like okay that was pretty damn sweet But now it's like, can you even get into that mode when you don't have a Trent Williams? You have a Mike McGlinchie who's very, very average at at best and pass pro. Um, And you have Kyle Shanahan who kind of seems like he's stuck at calling plays. I mean, I know, again, Mm -hmm. Jimmy left a lot to be had on the table in that game. But I I don't want to, like, you know, discredit or – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to leave out Kyle Shanahan in terms of blaming that loss either because he didn't do Jimmy Mm -hmm. as many favors either, so – I don't think it's a symbol getting the rhythm. They're going to have to find some sort of magical, <laughs> some sort of magical one here to actually put this offense back on track.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the rhythm is a convenient excuse and I think it's legit, right? But it's it's never one thing in football. I, yeah, they need to get in the rhythm. They're on their second quarterback. They're they're on their second running back. They have a lot of injuries already. And yes, uh, Jimmy can get better. He's not in football shape. He can get better. He'll never be good enough, but he can get better. Um, That being said, like, the offensive issues, they seem like it's way bigger than just rhythm. It's like, like for example, we're talking a lot about Mike McDaniel. We're going to talk about him later. He's not here anymore. He's been with Kyle every step of the way for like 15 years minus one year. And right now I'm looking at an offense that lacks creativity for the first time since Kyle Shanahan's been here. The, honestly, the offense looks stodgy and lame and stale, like, like, like the same stuff as last year. Where is like the creativity? Because every time they play the Rams – they seem to beat the Rams with creativity. They just are smarter than the Rams. They outsmart the Rams, except for the last time they played them in the NFC Championship game. Are they going to outsmart the Rams this week? We're going to talk about this stuff, but these are questions I have. Like, is the offense going to be good enough without Mike McDaniel? I don't know. They replaced him. Like, really, last year, the offense was struggling. He was the run game coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator too, but he was a run game coordinator. And his idea was to bring in Debo to running back, I'm thinking, because he was a run game coordinator where's the next idea coming from because now it's it's it has to happen today in the meetings well it should have happened already they're they're finishing up the game plan it has to have happened already last few days i'm curious creativity
1: yeah because you're seeing Debo get the ball handed to him and it's like it's not working you, you don't feel that home run shot but i mean look we are we already thought about it before even when we were debating is debo going to be just a wide receiver is he going to get used as running back and I think, I think you said it first, and I was in total agreement. It was like, hey, like the standard that Debo set from last year, people got to get that out of their heads. That's not going to be the same. Maybe right. it will be kind of close, especially in some moments, but we can't oh, underrate like, how great of a season he had and literally just took the team all on his back. I mean, right. which now that you take away that surprise element, that that huge like secret weapon they had, and that's exposed, Yeah. now you're seeing the same offense we saw last year, <laughs> so right. where's going to be the, the rabbit out of the hat here? That's what I'm saying, they need that magic wand to figure it out and once again, now you're going to need Kyle to be perfect, so 2019 style, do something and it doesn't help when you're limiting your offense by putting yeah. George Kittle in the backfield multiple times, and I know some of that is because, you know, what the hell else is he supposed to do? Jimmy, Some uh, half the time Jimmy's doesn't have time um, yeah. while the other half is kind of his fault, but it's it's really now he has a, like a 100 variables he has to figure out and try to convert a good portion of that into some constants because right now it's not looking like it's going to be figured out because of that same point you you uh, you, you mentioned with Mike McDaniel being gone.
0: Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, uh I, I, I no. This to me is a big issue. Um it's year 6 and people okay, see so what I was going to say. People are being like even my dad, I love my dad, but he's like, "Look, the Niners are slow starters. You can't overreact." I think you can't say that this year. <clears throat> this is year six. The offense is getting worse, and it's not just a, a first three games of the year thing. It's, this went back to the playoffs, and it went back to the end of the season. Ever since they went to Tennessee and laid an egg, their offense has been bad, and it's like the Debo running back thing isn't working nearly as well anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it, teams figured out that that was the Niners' key to winning. It wasn't. I mean, you got to be prepared for that first and foremost. That's how they win games, and like down the stretch, they were had little wrinkles off of that to win, like the Debo touchdown pass. You know, they 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 realized it wasn't quite working anymore. They had to go to some screens and stuff. But I think teams figured out if you want to beat the Niners, you got to be prepared for running Debo in the backfield. And now, when Debo's back there, I mean, God, he gets lit up. Teams are ready for that stuff. So, what's the next move? If that's not going to work, it's not as simple as a rhythm. You know, it's 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 a nine game slump. For that goes back to last season. It's not a slow start. This is basically the the league catching up to the Niners. Basically defense is being like, okay, we know what you're doing. And now this is the Kyle's chance to be like, okay, now I'm doing the next thing, which is what he's always been able to do. Stay one step ahead. He need, he's not one step ahead right now. McDaniel is down in Miami. So this is this is it. It's not about rhythm. It's about creativity, in my opinion. And it's this is uh the the moment for Kyle to show it. Maybe he was waiting until November, but it's uh October it's going to be October and he's got to do it he's got to do it now
1: yeah he needs to so, wake up I, one of the questions that I was going to try to pose to you before we came on was how much cre- how much credit how much blame is Kyle take for that loss because everyone's like hampering on Jimmy and I for one yeah I'm, I'm part mm-hmm. of it but again back to last week you know Jimmy's not going to take all the blame because how much is he getting paid was he supposed to be the starter no yeah you brought him back Kyle for a reason yeah and you didn't put him in enough positions to be successful. And I was wondering where – the play calling just felt stale to me. It just felt it stale. So it, Yeah. Is Mike I Daniel mean,
0: gone? I mean, is that much of a crush to you? Well, when people support Kyle and defend him, they'll like – they'll bring up his plays from the All-22 and be like, see, he was open. And he was open. Like of that's execution and all that. Yeah, like if he were the offensive coordinator, you'd be like, hey, he's doing his job. But as the head coach, I mean, your job – execution is a function of preparation. Your job is to prepare them to, to throughout the week mm-hmm. to do things they can do. If you call a bunch of stuff that they're not prepared to execute, that's on you as a head coach, like everything is on you. Oh, you wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. You thought that'd be a nice backup. Well, that's on you. You could have had anyone else. You know, you could have had Tom Brady. Uh, ultimately, I mean, ultimately the fact that he said no to Tom Brady, if he had any other name, he would have been fired for that. That's a fireable offense, but they keep giving him chances and chances and chances with other quarterbacks. And this is the, he, he, he made his bed as it were. So I don't want to hear about rhythm anymore. This is a nine game streak of, of bad offense. In the streak, or else we're going to be, or else Jed and all of us are going to be looking at Mike McDaniel down in Miami as like, oof, he was the genius. <laughs> Kyle being rebranded as a defensive guru. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's a defensive coach. We didn't know it, but he's just a defensive coach.
1: He's got an eye um, for identifying defensive coaches. I'll give
0: him that, to be honest. All right, I got a serious question for you Is Kyle Shanahan on the verge of losing the locker room? I'm not saying has he lost it. It's week three, it's week four. But. The fact that he wanted to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, and that was such an unpopular decision in the locker room. All the leaks that came out of the locker room uh, week two after Garoppolo became the, the starter again. And Jimmy Garoppolo getting caught on camera week three saying your plays suck, man, after an incomplete pass on third down. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So do you think with another loss or two, Kyle Shanahan could lose this locker room?
1: Come on, man. We don't know exactly if he said that. I, and I like intimidating. What'd you that, think?
0: What'd you think he said? What'd you think he said? I, I, honestly,
1: that it did look like it. it did look like it. It looked like it. It's true. Like we don't know for it.
0: sure. We don't know, we for, know sure. for sure. Yeah, There's like a 98% people, chance like, he said that. Here,
1: but. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> that was, That's
0: true. That I kind of hope
1: he did say that. That would put a nice little spice into this. Um, no, I don't think he's on the verge. I think ultimately the locker room will only get lost if like he's saying a bunch of things and it's just contradictory. I mean, I think they all still have faith in him. It's going to take a lot for him to lose it. And I think, look, the leaks didn't just start week two. It's been starting like what, like all year. Cause even mm-hmm. then after you had Joe Montana in February saying like, Oh, the players don't want him. So we, they, I think even December when like Trey was like, yeah, we can't, when Trey was thought to take over when we thought Jimmy was done, when he tore his ligament in his hand. Right. Um, I I think it was even starting back then, but I th- I think at the end of the day you're gonna see that it's not that it's not gonna be to that extremist. I, I think the only way you see the is they start losing more games on the road. Then we can start saying on the verge. I-, I still think he's got a good strangle on it because you know the way the players still echo kind of what he does versus mm. like getting a little sideways or, or contradicting what he does. I-, I I think they still have his back no matter what. There it- it's kind of hard for me to see it's gonna get broken. And I know the Jimmy. I think if anything it's- it- it'll be the Jimmy thing at Spicy, which I don't blame mm. at all because Jimmy's like. Look, man, you had me. You're trying to replace me, and all this and that. And I appreciate you throwing me a bone here and keeping me back. But like, now he has now he has more backbone if you're Garoppolo because you know you're not going to be here next year, or most likely not going to be here next mm-hmm. year. So why would you why would you have to maintain like a tight lipped voice? Now you can actually try to be a little more vocal. That's the same thing as last
0: week. Remember, mm-hmm. I have more freedom. Why didn't we do that before? So it's like,
1: oh, okay, Jimmy. Yeah. Where's this coming from?
0: I look, I mean, it's tough to say he's on the verge of losing the locker room because the defense plays so hard and so good. <clears throat> but are they playing for him? Or are they playing for themselves? Are they playing for D'Amico? I mean, the offense is really underperforming. They're 28th in points and 23rd in yards with all those playmakers. All of them? Really? And they were saying that they had the, the best quarterback room in the league. Remember they said that? And they're 28th in points. That To me, like, they're underperforming, and you see, like, it seems like there's a feud between the quarterback and the coach. It seems like it. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo at press conferences is undermining the coach, contradicting the coach, on the field, appearing to say things like, appearing to say things like, your your plays suck, man. I mean, that's not good. And, and, And to me, like, Jimmy is such a leader on this team. No matter how bad he plays, people love him. And if he's going to be like openly challenging Kyle on the field, in the press conferences, behind closed doors, how many other players on the offense will too? And what does that mean for this team? Again, if they beat the Rams, all this goes away. But if they don't, man, I mean, whoa. I I, I don't know. It just seems like year six, this offense is really not uh, – it's really underperforming. And I think maybe at some point people might start to look at the common denominator. Should we start calling Kyle that? The common denominator? Yeah, That's him. It's always, was it the quarterback? Is it this? Is it? It's him, dude. Like, it's like, Trey's not ready to have a team with this kind of a defense. Is Kyle ready to have a team with this kind of a defense? I mean, how many championship defense is he going to squander because his offense isn't good enough? Because right now it's not even close to being good enough, even though it has plenty of talent. Whose fault is it? Jimmy's? You can't blame Jimmy now.
1: No. How, how do you
0: blame Jimmy now? He's the backup
1: you yeah. can't blame him no matter what, and as easy it is because, like, look, there's always going to be the standard in terms of scrutiny and pressure and like all sorts of blame for a quarterback because it, it comes to the territory, no matter where your backup or starter, regardless. But again, it shouldn't go over the top as much. I mean, he did kind of make his bet because he left a lot of like, again, left a lot on the table and blah yeah. blah blah. But ultimately, like, what we said last week is there more pressure or was the same for Kyle? And it, there's more now because. You got to be Mr. Perfect now. By bringing Jimmy yeah. back, you essentially said my system is great. Hence, uh-huh. I'm okay to run Trey to the ground. Which I'm wondering, did Kyle expect Trey to be his new secret weapon this year? And that's why, like, the Debo yes. wasn't yes. – because Debo yes. runs are looking the same as last year. Exactly.
0: All the wrinkles were Trey. All yeah, the wrinkles but, were like, Trey. Is
1: that, was that supposed to be your weapon running the football? But, I mean – that, that, that's where I get out of that's where I become perplexed. Like it's like you really want your quarterback running like that, your guy, okay, he's he's inaccurate, da-da-da, mm-hmm. but so is Jimmy. You mean you're not gonna let this guy just throw it and lay it out there or try it? I mean, come on.
0: When Chip Kelly was here, he was an utter failure. And the reason he failed was he was a system From coach. UCLA? Oh wait, yeah, he was running the same stuff he'd been run for years. He didn't update it. He would have a good first quarter, first half, because his up-tempo stuff, people weren't used to it. His script was good. Once you got past all that, and the team, the, the opponent adjusted to the, the speed of their tempo, and uh, it was time for uh, Chip Kelly to make adjustments in-game, they would suck. And they lost all the games. Um, Kyle's looking like that right now. Like, good script, good first half, decent first half, and then it all falls apart in the second half. And And it looks like his system is exactly the same as last year. So he's starting to look like where the first five years here, he looked like a forward-thinking, cutting-edge, offensive guru. Now he looks like a system coach whose system is starting to look a a, a little stale. And his underlings are like taking it to the next level and having success while he's over here trying to run the same stuff as last year. It's very interesting. So Kyle... This is, I feel like everyone's kind of looking at you sideways and, and including some people on your team. And now would be a great week for you to show that you were the genius the whole time and not Mike McDaniel or someone else, because people are wondering, I'm wondering, Jose might be wondering, but I'm not putting words in his mouth. I think he's wondering, look at that face.
1: Jimmy lip read me, Lip ride me, <laughs> ride me, read my mind.
0: Whew, that got, that went off the rails for a second. Josh said, Hey Grant, what kind of camera do you use? A Logitech 4k. It's like 80 bucks. It's Okay. He voice ad adag- from Seven Eleven's camera usage story. Why would you say that? Voice ad agency says crazy thing to me is that Lynch is oddly quiet.
1: No, he Ooh, said yeah. something on KBR. Well, he's, he's just not coming out like press conference wise.
0: What about Jed? Where you at, Jed? Davis Brant says I just wanted to see Trey's development this year. We all did. He's he's get taking those mental reps, so those are better oh my god michael young says run debo on jet sweeps and reverses only also let him run routes out of the backfield yeah i mean yeah the problem is (sighs) jimmy has to throw the ball he has to identify it too that's the thing and again we know he can't identify it that's the thing that sucks they had him on the on the deep route jimmy underthrew it should have been a touchdown they had him on the angle route should have been a uh, first down jimmy threw it behind the guy it was like
1: dude Grant, i just saw right now an hour ago that freaking uh the guy that uh Coach Greg, that Eric Crocker goes on with, pointed out another play where Ayuk had the linebacker one on one, and Jimmy didn't identify that. And it's like, does this guy not look around like for a good like three to five seconds, or to see what the matchups are? He's rusty. Like,
0: and think like,
1: okay, this is man, and that's Ayuk, and if I can see it for the first second and a half, I'm tossing this baby. But uh,
0: I don't know, man. He just doesn't seem super invested. Like, he misses that throw on third down
1: He has to up his value this year
0: yeah but it's just it's it's just weird i mean he misses that throw on third down he says your plays suck man debo's wide open down the field and after the game he's smiling and 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 shaking hands with uh his former teammates i mean brent jones was just disgusted the what 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 jimmy is conveying right now is hey man you know i don't even want to be here this year They kept me. I was supposed to be gone. I mean, very much like not my fault, which is rough. I mean, they're going to lose to the Rams if he doesn't, you know, take some ownership. But maybe it's hard to ask him to do that. Maybe the relationship between him and Kyle is so messed up. I don't know. I don't
1: know. It could be messed up, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. There's a human element, emotional, and awkwardness that you can't just like, I mean, you could try to be professional, and there probably will be a degree, but when the motions are (laughs) high in a game, that's when everything unravels and really gets
0: shown. We were talking about this in the offseason when we were saying why we, why Jimmy shouldn't be on this team, like the human element, the awkwardness. And a lot of people would say, you know, that's just that's bogus. It doesn't exist. All right. Well, they can account for it.
1: So you just know. I mean, t-
0: technically, emotions will always expose when
1: in an emotional situation, a.k.a. an actual live game.
0: Yeah. And football is the most emotional sport by far. In baseball, you play the game every day. You win or lose. You got to play tomorrow anyway. You don't get too worked up. In football, it's like the end of the world after these games if you lose. Chris says he won't lose the locker room because they'll all blame the injuries for a lost season. They need to clean house yeah. on the O from top to bottom. I believe that. Jeez, dude, these injuries are crazy, man. Frederick Peterson says prediction Rams 24, Niners or 16, Jimmy G, bad and chaos. I can see that too. I can see that too. Um, David, the prankster says, Jose, how large is Grant's 49ers tattoo? <laughs> you, <wanna know? laughs> you see this? It's
1: twice the size of this, but on his back shoulder. So that way when he wears cutoffs on the beach, he shows it off to let his real 49er fandom go off. He has ba- that's red with like black stripes like going off
0: better d-line coach kassarik or tom sula i mean they're different if you want to run the wide Kisarek. nine you take kassarik if you want tom sula if you want to run the three four you run you get tom sula like they're Kisarek. very scheme specific
1: kassarik turned yeah. Arden Key into a beast and so many other players
0: he's probably a better pass rushing um coach which is all that
1: matters to me to be mm. honest block is is cool good point too, but that's a good on. point that's a good point
0: gumby says uh 27 on she-Hawks because they expected Trey, not JG. Perhaps. And once they got a feel for Jimmy Garoppolo, they pretty much shut him down the second half. All right, moving on. Can Kyle beat the Rams without Mike McDaniel? What do you think? Is Kyle going to have it, pull a rabbit out of his hat on his own this week? He has to. He has, has to. Because to. That's
1: not, I mean, you have no Trent Williams now, so the running game is really tough. Um, Look, I watched the first half last night of the Rams versus Cardinals, and... First of all, my first takeaway is the Cardinals suck. Jesus, the 49ers don't sweep them. They're so bad. They look yeah, like they don't. So they don't care. Yeah. Um, but the Rams. On that the looks hand, like a team
0: that that looks like a team with a coach who's lost the locker room. Keep going. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that yeah. team looks like
1: a team. Yeah, they, they're just playing. Out, they're going out there playing COD after the game. But yeah, I digress. Um, yeah, the Rams. What I notice is the key to them is obviously Cooper Cup. Which is funny. We're talking about can Kyle like do this without McDaniel's? I'm watching Sean McVay get the ball on Cooper Cuff's hand in the most unique ways, creative.
0: Yeah, he's not even worried. Yeah.
1: He's giving them on on like quick jet sweeps. I'm like, wait, where'd the ball go? I'm like, what the hell? So I mean, he's he's finding creative ways. So I think what Kyle's gonna have to figure out is how he's gonna keep the offense afloat against that defensive line because I don't know how good Cardinals' offensive line is, but regardless of what level they're at, if it's just average, which is what the point, Irish is kind of is that rams defensive line is going to blow up the 49ers offensive line cuz kyler murray for all his athleticism and his escape pressure he was running for his life a good portion of the time and he couldn't escape a lot of it you're not expecting jimmy to do that so you better hope that those ball i'm expecting everything's going to be quick in terms of pass game run game they they tended to figure it out for some reason like the offensive line just knows how to like just get up in there against that defensive line just like bully them a little bit Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering what, what are you going to do? You're going to get some stretch plays because they don't have a lot of quick you know quick backers. And another thing is Bobby Wagner starts getting blitz, so they might just you know just pressure Jimmy Grapple. I think ultimately the game plan is going to be what they did in the SC championship game, and that worked out well where the running game didn't did nothing. And mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have Elijah Mitchell who's a better runner, so it, it, you're really going to have to figure out some ways to really get some of these players. Kyle's going to scheme his ass off and pretty much just get that defensive line. I mean, um, defensive line neutralized. If he could do that and you just got to hope Jimmy can see some parts of the field or give him receivers that are open.
0: I expect the Niners defense to play well for three quarters. They always play well for three quarters. But you can't play well for four quarters if your offense does nothing. Which is what we've seen for the last nine games from the Niners. Like they'll break down on defense, and the defense will take the blame, right? Well, the defense just couldn't be elite for the entire. Like, well, no, because the offense did nothing. So that's my question. Like, the defense should show up. I don't know if they can win the game on their own unless, like, the first time they played them last year, they had those two picks in the first quarter. Like, if Stafford just gives the game away right away, which he could, the Niners will win. But if it's close going into the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the defense will be tired. They won't be able to stop Cooper Cup. And then on Kyle's side, the way he's always beaten the Rams is running the ball. Bully and ball. He, bully ball. And what they've been able to do, they've had really good performances from their interior offensive linemen. Lakin Tomlinson, Daniel Brunskill, these guys Universal really perform. Ball. They really did well against the Rams. Now yes. it's Aaron Banks, Spencer Burford. Neither guy has ever faced Aaron Donald. So we're going to have to see what that's going to be like.
1: I think another thing, another aspect, I, I, how I see the 49ers actually having a chance to win this game is that first game for the Rams when they played the Bills, they played a really elite defense. The Niners are a really elite defense. Well, mm-hmm. Stafford might struggle, and now I'll actually give them some turnovers because I think he's been okay with. No, no, he turned over, he was turnover crazy against the Falcons too. But his five was, picks he was, this
0: year, man. He's five picks this year.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Looks, he, he looked pretty good against the Cardinals. Um, But really, it's just the Niners defense shouldn't have any problem with the Rams offense. Because I think D'Amico Ryan and Sean McVay always have a good head-to-head. It's pretty much just pay attention to Cooper Cup because Allen Robertson is terrible. That guy is so slow. My God. He's I, terrible, I, who man. Who am I watching? When I want to see that guy? Yeah. The running game is moot. So pretty much it, it is just Kyle to figure out, can you somehow figure out a way to make sure the Rams defensive line does not make their presence felt throughout the good portion of the game?
0: Yeah, and it's, it seems like the Niners' D-line is just as good as the as the Rams' D-line, and they should be able to do to Stafford what the Rams are going to do to Jimmy. The way I look at Stafford is he's not that good. I mean, he's good enough to win a Super Bowl, but like he's like Jimmy with a strong arm. He makes terrible decisions. He gives the ball away. But if you give him time, he will kill you down the field, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't expect the Niners to give him a lot of time in the first three quarters, but— if they have to play the whole game because the Niners' offense isn't doing anything in the fourth quarter, Stafford will go off just like the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game, and the Niners will lose by three, even though they'll give up like twenty points. So uh, I, I I'm curious to see. This is uncharted territory for Kyle Shanahan. All these games without Mike McDaniel, the first three haven't looked so great. Now is the time for you to turn your season around. What you got? You can call your dad up. You can call up all your old time uh, connections, but can't call it Mike. Can't call it Mike.
1: McDaniel. This is now the Sorry. second year that. Is it the second year? Yeah, the second year that Kyle's lost one of his right-hand men because remember it was Michael LaFleur last mm-hmm. year, and mm-hmm. I was pointing out like, is that hurting? Because they had they lost him this passing game because we saw a situation they were like three and five, and as bad yeah. as Jimmy was, as average as bad as Trey was, and his one star against the Cardinals, it was like, look, you you shuffle the quarterback. Ultimately, it's the- I, I I didn't think it was so much the quarterback's fault. Their their offense was bad last year. Now you have repeating the same cycle again with his other Ryan man, McDaniel's gone, McDaniel gone. Yeah. And it's like, now he's stuck by and he's stuck on an Island by himself. He's using coaches who he's familiar with, but it's not nowhere near the strength and bond that he's had with the floor McDaniel for all those years. So you lose, you lose that part of you. And it's like, well, shoot, now I got to try to make up more and I got to try to train these guys more. So like you said about the offense looking the same, Where does he have the time to figure it out when he's trying to teach these coaches how to prep? Because he's trying to rely on them to get them up to speed,
0: get himself up to speed. Right. And so he loses McDaniel and they replace him like the new guy on the staff. He's not the offensive coordinators, Anthony Lynn, who's the assistant head coach and running backs coach. And I'm sure he has input on the game planning because he's a former coordinator and he's assistant head coach. But he's not. I mean, for example. He was the OC for the Lions last year. They fired him after one year. The offense was averaging 19 points per game. Not all his fault, but this year, new OC, guy I never heard of named Ben Johnson. They're number two in the league in scoring, averaging 31 points per game. So Anthony Lynn isn't exactly, you know, an offensive guru right now. I think what they brought him in more for leadership, which is good. Leadership is important. The Niners have a void there too. But I think right now we talked about any creativity this week. Where's it coming from? It's got to come from Kyle. Show that you're creative. People are wondering about you, man. Are you fool's gold? Are you Fugazi? We got to see it right now. Not just the first. You have nice scripts. What's up with the second half, though? What's up with the second half, though? You should be really smart there, too, if you're a guru. So we got to see that. Kyle, it's on you. Black Caesar says, I remember the backlash Kyle Shannon was getting for putting Kittle on sweeps and screens due to the possibility of injury. It's okay for Trey, though, right? And Debo, like, it's cool to throw Debo between the tackles at the end of the first half when you're going to get nothing. Like, when he gets hurt doing that, are people really going to defend you too? Because it's so predictable. What happens when you people go between the tackles? They get hurt. Seems like it, at least on I your team. I don't, I don't recall. I mean, Twitter is a
1: hard place to really judge a lot of times, but I don't recall really so much scrutiny in terms of injury with Kittle. Why you giving them screens and? Sweeps. I think a lot of it stemmed from the sweeps because how many times do we see Kyle do that at the goal line with Kittle? And it's like, your running game is supposed to be good. You're you're giving a sweep to a jet sweep to Kittle when five you go. Come on, bro.
0: Yeah. Ethan says, Did the way Kyle Shannon used Lance piss off players? No one seemed enthusiastic about the new offense. I don't think they were down on Trey, but down on Kyle. Yeah, I wasn't enthusiastic about the new offense. The new offense is one dimensional running the ball all the time. Like, you paid Debo and Kittle and Ayuk's trying to get paid, and they need to catch the ball. Why did you spend all this money on receivers if you're just going to run the ball 50 times a game? I mean, I could see I could see superstars being a little unenthusiastic about that.
1: Just figure out a know. way to get your best players' touches, man. That's it.
0: Reminding means... 28 yards for George Kittle. That's not enough. Josh Wyatt says, I feel like the Seahawks game was going the same way as the Bears and Broncos before the Freaks shake up. This team is built to lose from ahead. And God forbid if they fall behind against the Rams. If they fall behind against the Rams and Jimmy has to pass, pass, pass behind this offensive line, man, I don't even want to say it, but we might be in the Brock Purdy era sooner than later. So this is a very serious week for Jimmy and the whole Niners. I mean, keep him healthy. The Niners have such a hard time keeping their players healthy on offense. Everything's gotta be perfect. Uh, Kev F says this defense versus uh, Willis Bowman, Key, etc. Years. Um, I don't know. This That's a huge discussion really right there. A huge awesome yeah. discussion. But it's gonna be up there for sure. If the if it trends this way, it's gonna be better than last year's. Might be if better than 2019 way. even. If it trends this way, yeah, they gotta keep keep it going. Can we trade Kittle next season? Since P, since PD, he sucks. I don't know what PD is, but um, I was saying trade Kittle last year. I, I it's I think it's getting harder. If he has a good year, maybe. But um they extended his contract. I don't know. Use him as a receiver, man. Come on. Please? Also Dwelly. When targeted since entering the league, quarterback rating of 120.4, Ross Dwelly. Complete percentage of 75. Five touchdowns, one pick. Like I don't know. I mean, that's like five years of a sample size. You might want to keep okay. I mean, he 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 gets a touchdown pass week two, right? Never again. You're only gonna see him ever again. Like Remember Selick time four or five years ago? Kyle loved that because you never expect the ball to go to Garrett Selick. It should have been Dwelly. Dwelly's way better than Selick in that Selick time role. But I, I digress. I don't want to talk about Ross Dwelly anymore. I want to talk about D'Amico. I want to keep talking about Kyle. Is D'Amico Ryan's a better coach than Kyle? Shanahan?
1: Yeah, it's looking like it. <laughs> it's looking like it because you have one guy. <clears throat> you have one guy who's doing all he can to put. To put what we thought was going to be a deficient player in Talano Hufunga in a in so many positions that are making him look so great, and not mm-hmm. like it's Hufunga who's just relying on Ryan's because Hufunga is just to me he's been the best defensive player through three games easily mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Nick uh, before even before Nick Bosa. Whereas Kyle, it's like you know he's he has even though you have a limited quarterback, he he's personally like withdrawing his own playbook and isn't putting enough to really figure out a way tinker way to like you know where was that to me i just kept watching that game and thinking where's that wrinkle play or where's the um where's the trickery where's the play action or something like that or anything?" where's
0: something new where's something, where's something new to bring to in all yeah. like the
1: tide yeah. and then just where do you get the situations where you, you shift the defense into one end side of the field and then you counter it i, I know i mean i know execution and everything part of it but i he just doesn't find the comfort zone, whereas D'Amico finds everything – it seems like everything he calls is perfect. And, yeah. and look, he's not playing – he hasn't played against really great offenses. This was the greatest offense he's faced so far, which isn't saying mm-hmm. too much. Right. Um, but but That's still, true. the fact That's that, true. that they had they still have some they, – they still are a fairly threatening offense, and he can went out there and only allowed nine freaking points. Are you kidding me? So yeah. that means through two, two weeks, his defense has allowed nine, zero, um – how much did they allow for the Bears technically? Well, the, the Bears won. It was really, they kind of like, they played well, but it's just so many moments they just choked up on. They've been playing lights the freaking out. So, yeah. You you
0: can't, right now, it's definitely D'Amico Ryans. You brought up an interesting point with Hafunga. Let's compare how D'Amico Ryans groomed and developed Hafunga to how Kyle Shanahan groomed and developed Trey Lance. Okay. Trey Lance was the first round pick, the third pick in the draft that year. Hafunga, just a fifth round pick. I mean, not a, you know, just a fifth round pick, but with D'Amico, he, um, praised him every step of the way, Mm -hmm. was enthusiastic about him every step of the way, uh, found opportunities to get him on the field as a rookie, even when he wasn't starting, there would be, he would be, there would be packages for him. There would be specific personnel groupings. There would be ways to get him on the field, even though he was still a rookie and making mistakes. And now year two, he looks like the best player on the defense or one of them. I mean, D'Amico couldn't have developed that player any freaking better. And then just the contrast with Trey Lance, people make excuses, yada, 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 whatever. D'Amico did a way better job. I mean, it's t- it's easy. I guess it's easier developing a safety than a quarterback, but still, man. Yeah. I mean, he's not a premium athlete. He's a fifth-round pick, and D'Amico's got the most out of him. It's really quite impressive. And I'm wondering, if something goes really south and the Niners lose a lot of games and Kyle gets himself fired, is D'Amico in the running to be the head coach of this team? Like, is he acting I mean, De- George Seifert was a very successful coach of this team. He was a defensive guy. Is he? Could it happen?
1: I, I honestly wouldn't want it to happen. Just get you, you need yeah. you need Trey Lance to be someone with teamed up with the offensive side. If anytime, unless you are like a veteran quarterback, then I don't want my I don't want the head coach to be a defensive guy. As great as D'Amico probably would be and can be, he he, he needs to. Who's your coordinator?
0: Who's your offensive coordinator? Who's your quarterback coach? Exactly. And that's, and a tough, that's, that's a tough question to answer. Yeah,
1: and the way that so many uh, defensive head coaches are, defensive coordinators becoming head coaches now, like I feel like not many of them are calling plays. Like Robert yeah. Sala doesn't. I don't know right. if Eberle doesn't does. He might, but I know I, I, there's a lot of them that don't. It's like we call, we picked you to call the plays. You know, do what you right. do well. So uh, which is, I'm wondering if he's going to call plays wherever he gets hired next year. But yeah, I think it's got it's got to stay with Kyle because it's who else is going to bring up Trey Lance I mean we talked about last week Sean Payton Russell one you can go to and then at that point if it's not Kyle or Sean Payton who's D'Amico Ryan is going to entrust it to Brian Greasy so he's gonna bring his own guy and now you have a huge now you have really a a raw ball clay who's injured
0: coming back with rehab and it's going to be way too much yeah well I D'Amico is quite intriguing and every week that he pitches another shutout I'm thinking like Man, I mean, you got to at least interview him. You got to at least interview him and hear what his plan would be for the offense because he's looking like a legit coach, like a legit, legit head coach in this league. Corey Soto says, I think it's inevitable some kind of shakeup happens this offseason. Don't know what it is exactly, but something. If they miss the playoffs, something's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, they win this game. They're going to, people be talking about them winning the Super Bowl. So everything comes down to this week. Josh says, the team can take a lead, but doesn't know how to take a lead back. Hmm. This team just seems to like, what, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? Oh, they got a lead in the second half? Watch them lose this. They're not meant to be. Yeah, that's true. Big tone 707 says jet sweep for gray, screen for gray, sustain. Yeah, why did they draft Danny Gray? Like, all the things they said he could do, they don't even let him do. Can't they won't let they won't throw him deep. They won't give him a, a jet Train sweep. To hurt. <laughs> Strange. Um, Chris says, Did Kyle Jimmy address uh, all your plays suck, man, yet? No, they did not.
1: What is that? No, you have all not. your
0: pl- Oh, all your plays. <laughs> no, they did not. Chris Love says, you. been a fan since you had around 10K subs. Thank you, Chris. Keep doing what you're doing. Any chance we can get a Mondays with Vish for old time's sake? There's always a chance, man. We'll see what happens. Um, Let's talk about Diamador Lenore. He surprisingly entered the starting lineup against yeah. the Broncos week three, which was strange because I thought Sam won't. I mean, he hadn't given up any big plays. So, um... What do you think of this decision? I actually have some things to say about it, but I want to hear what you said first. Yeah, Dameron
1: DeLenoir played fine out there. You know, he played fine. And look, I, that this is why, like, if they ever get any major injuries on defense, on the defensive side of the ball, I think they're going to be fine. Look, Aziz left out there. D'Amico, uh, what's his name? Demico Flanagan? Flan- Flanagan uh, Fowl. Demetrius,
0: Demetrius Flanagan Fou- Demetrius.
1: Flanagan Fowl Fou- in there and played well. Um, you had a switch of the nickel corners, played well, didn't really skip a beat, so they can Mm. overcome it. And he he played well. But I think what I kind of speculated upon in the article I wrote yesterday was I think Womack might have had some poor practice habits, maybe dropped off because as soon as – you can have one bad practice or even two, one and a half. doesn't matter. Kyle will pick up on that. Maybe you picked on him in a game, I mean, in a practice session and he didn't play great at all or do well and just, I don't know, maybe his body language is bad. And that's enough for Kyle to be like – You're out of there. Put D'Amador in because D'Amador has a lot to work for right now because he doesn't want to be on the sideline. He wants to be a starter. I I, I think that's something to do with because other than that, I was like, Womack didn't stand out in a bad way, which usually means if you're not standing out in a bad way as an offensive line or even a corner, it means you're doing something right.
0: Yeah, I don't understand this decision. I think it's a mistake. Um, Lenore's okay. I thought Womack was better in coverage. And the thing with Lenore is – He'll be playing well, but he commits penalties. I don't know if you remember, but late in the game, we're talking third quarter when the defense is starting to get tired. It's third and three. He had a defensive holding penalty. And, like, so far, he hasn't played that much. But he has five penalties in his career, and he doesn't even play that much. So I'm a, I feel like when the defense gets tired, you know who they're going to go after. Lenore with Cup. And he's going to give up big plays and he's going to commit penalties. And I don't understand why they went back to him. I like Womack a lot. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think this is a mistake and I think it's going to burn him this week. Sorry De Yamador, but it's not even your fault, man. You got a huge test coming up this week. I don't know. He's, he's a penalty waiting to happen in my opinion. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I Don't get it, Kyle. Yeah. And at least a Womack, you know, you have a proven
1: guy who can commit to an or even be there and make a play on the ball. Um, and that's something that's always lacking. Not so many corners have that, or secondary players have that ability. They just have that a good, you know, sticky coverage is the more common trait than actually knowing what to do when the ball's in the air or committed turnover. So I think you get that point. So that's why I like. That's what I would rather run him out there. But I, you know, I think with Cup, there's, you know, you know, D'Amico is going to be smart enough. He's going to bracket him. He's going to bracket Cup and the way they're going to use him. But yeah, Womack, I mean, he was running so high. Why would you pull the plug so easily? But th- this is the same thing with Kyle where it's just someone with – it's younger players in general, yeah. especially rookies where his tolerance yeah. is just like, you know what, it's it's a very short patience with a guy. If you, that's what I'm saying. If it could be uh, just a couple of bad plays or yeah, one exactly. bad practice, it's enough for him to be like, all right, let's see someone else gets in there. And it's like, dude, wait, hold on, man. Let's get a
0: guys here going and figure let, it out. Let it. Let him develop. What's crazy to me is like, so I don't know what Womack did. Maybe it was something to practice or he missed a curfew. Who knows what it was? We'll never find out. But we know Lenore committed that penalty on third and three. with the, the Gave up the automatic first down. We know he's committed five penalties. Like At a certain point, isn't that more important? And I Womack mean, yeah, practice hard. habits are important. But what about game habits? What about undisciplined play during games that cost the whole team? I mean, penalties? I don't know. So I'm looking for that because when this team, when the defense – uh, melts down it's late and it's with penalties and it's look if I'm Sean McVay and the game's close I'm going to freaking Lenore every single time every single time and if they double then I'm going to get some one on ones with who is their number two receiver Skoronic Yeah,
1: it's probably him because Allen Robinson look I think you can man coverage Allen Robinson with Fred Warner and he'll be fine because he just cannot <laughs> move man I'm telling you go watch I've the been game. saying that man just speak I think it was the first drive. The, the Rams were forced to kick a field goal. They went back to back throws to Robinson. He drops the ball so badly on the first one. The second one, he couldn't shake his defender to save his life. It looked like he was running in quicksand. I'm like, this guy is washed. Now, it, don't say it was Justin Fields' fall last year. This guy, I don't, I don't even, man, I feel bad because he wasted all his primaries in Chicago and now he, he's on a decent one. He can't even get it together. I, I, he's sure. been washed. He's not. His prime at all. was in
0: Jacksonville. He's been watched. I remember the Niners play. Was it 2018? They played Mitch Trubisky at home. And I think they lost. Anyway, um, yeah. Freaking uh he played in that game, got roasted. It's just Cooper Cup. Just put put
1: put whoever you got on Robinson. Put everyone else on the island because they're not the only way they're getting open so many times is through brilliant play designs of Sean
0: McVay. Brilliant. The, them losing Odell Beckham Jr. hurt because that's the guy that kept converting third downs for the Rams against the Niners. Odell coming uh, off an
1: ACL right now would be better yeah. than Allen Robinson. I would do that in a heartbeat if I'm All like right, him. last
0: topic. Last topic. Um, the Niners usually are as good as their running backs are. They're a run first team. Um, and I went and counted. The Niners have had nine running backs get injured under Kyle Shanahan. Now that's running backs there? get hurt, but it's like every single running back he's acquired has gotten injured. And I'm just going to name them. Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., Ty Davis-Price, Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon, Trey Sermon, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Alfred Morris. Every single running back he's acquired gets hurt. The only guy who made it through a 16-game season was the one guy he didn't acquire and the guy he got rid of. I'm not blaming him, but it was Carlos Hyde. And I think what we're seeing is like durability with a running back is a trait. And it's something you um, value or you don't. Frank Gore went uh, like a six-year stretch missing one game. Durability was a trait he possessed, surprisingly, after his college years. Kyle doesn't seem to value it because he just gets guys who are small, runs them like they're 240 pounds, and when they get hurt, he's like, next guy up. I think this is a problem. What do you think about (laughs) the never-ending list of running backs who get hurt in this team?
1: I guess 10 if you you want to count – Trey Lance, since they were running him like a running back. So that's yeah. a 10 point right there. That's but, a good
0: point. And then Debo, when that happens, sorry, but you know, happens. it's inevitable. If it's they play gonna, him that, like,
1: yeah. The way it's, it's going to feel like, the way the season is going already. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's always, there's got to be some type of like, I said this last year when all the injuries were already were kind of starting to happen in training camp. It's like, look, man, it's the fact that so many are happening. We just, not saying that it's Kyle's fault because a lot of free, uh, a lot of the injuries are freak accidents. It's football. It's freak. Yeah. You have to look under them. At some point, the questions had to be, what's going on here? Are they evaluating? What's the their- common
0: denominator? Sorry. So Yeah. You,
1: that's why, we, that's why the, at least the question, I've been saying since last year, you got to ask the question, what's going on here? Kyle, are, 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 what are we doing to address this? Is it is this the way you're running them? Is it the players? Is it your training staff again? What is it? Because I know it, you look at every team. Injuries are always like a part of it, but yours is up there. Yours mm-hmm. is like the upper echelon of injuries. You guys are like the mm-hmm. bougie of injuries where you just get them everywhere. And mm-hmm. there's something that just needs to be asked and questioned over and over again. And it's something I think they're just giving up on because no matter what, it's just going to be accounted for. Oh, well, that was a freak accident. Someone fell on this guy's leg. Oh, it's not football. Yeah. I don't, what is it? Whatever it is you guys are doing. I mean, it, remember last year when Tavares Moore just in school went down to injuries on back, back to back play plays, whatever, in the same yeah. practice. That was the one where I was like, what is he doing here? What, what is the yeah. issue? And the yeah. fact that you were withholding George Kittle, Nick Bosa yeah. and other players from practices means like you don't either. You think you run them too hard. Ho- you run your practices yeah. too hard yeah. or because, because clearly the way you limited Kittle, it didn't really matter. He still hurt himself. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know. It's just something needs to be looked at and just figured out because I'm not sure how
0: the hell he's going to
1: figure out the way to get his surgery But it's just something that he does or, is not doing at least
0: why well, his his dad had the same uh thing i mean he got his running backs injured all the time terrell davis didn't make it very long i mean he went through and he was always oh, he's, he's he can just keep finding these guys mike anderson oh, oh landis gary like yeah but and they all get hurt and i think at a certain point you know what the shanahan's will say is it's football yeah but at the certain at the same time i'm i got a new nickname for them for you kyle the common denominator you are the common denominator. It's year six, and there are clear patterns on your team. The quarterbacks get hurt all the time. The running backs get hurt all the time. And it's like it's clearly more than the rest of the league. You're at a higher frequency than the rest of the league. So if you're if all you can say is, I don't know, it's a fluke, then you don't have the answers. You don't have the solutions. Someone else needs to find them. If you can fix it, then you're a, head co- a good one. That's what I'm saying. And no one's trying to fire you yet, but dude, you're not going to make the playoffs if... Jeff Wilson gets hurt and Jordan Mason gets hurt. Like you got to figure out some way, some way to keep these guys healthy. And that applies for Debo too. And it doesn't seem like you really are going out of your way to keep your ball carriers healthy. When you just run them between the tackles as much as you want in really low uh, reward situations.
1: And if you want to dive further on the quarterbacks, I know Bertha guy hurt before. Did Mullins also get hurt at one point too? Oh, he
0: ruined his, uh, I was about he say, had to get yeah. like Tommy
1: John surgery. Yes. So, yes. I mean, look, what is, the, what are we doing here, man? At some point, like, it's it's there is something fishy here. Again, it's either something he's doing or not doing, which is trying to figure it out. Or at this – because too many times it's like, oh, well, Jimmy's injury prone. It's like, okay, that's fair. But what about Trey Lance? He barely said in the league. Oh, yeah, he's clearly injury prone too. Like, I mean, look, there's, there's a certain aspect of, yeah, he's injury prone, but what are we doing to try to, like, negate that or reduce that or – uh, clearly, there's nothing because we're over here running Trey Lance into the ground. We're over here running the running backs into the ground. We're not trying to figure out ways to keep them, um, refresh them in terms yeah. of the committee, yeah. which I thought I, I, we saw in 2019. That's kind of what they did. Yeah. Um, and even 2019, you know, uh, like you said, Coleman, all those players suffered injuries
0: or were gimped up at some point. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is like when the Niners lose, they often beat themselves and they beat themselves because of penalties and mistakes or just injuries. And what to me like that all fa- uh, follows that all falls under preparation. Preparation. And Kyle you could like his his you could love his uh playbook or whatever, but he doesn't seem to do a great job of preparing his team. Now, they've made it far a couple of seasons, but they sl- they start slow, they get injury, they have a lot of injuries, they constantly have a lot of penalties and when they lose, they beat themselves. But they're very talented. And so they're an enigma. They do have a great defense. They win a lot of games. But they have these constant issues of preparation and sloppiness that go back to the coach. Go back to the coach. Nine injured running backs? Dude, figure it out, man. I, figure it out. Because it's going to happen to Jeff Wilson and De- Debo Samuel if you keep doing the same stuff.
1: It's I remember John Lynch said something. Not this year. Last year's. Uh, after last year's draft, the 2021 draft, he had mentioned Someone asked a question. One of you guys asked a question saying like, hey, Kyle, we noticed this year like, you, you took you took a lot of players who finally didn't have – this is the cleanest injury history of your draft class you've ever drafted. And he said, yeah, well, after last year, you know, I think we, we looked at ourselves and we figured, all right, this is one step to take or one of the things we'll just stop taking anyone. We red flagged everyone with a major injury or anything lingering, stuff like that. And I'm wondering if they also didn't like – I know 2020 was a huge debacle, but also like maybe like other players who were already injured, they took care of like Kinlara. Lara um who else was already mentioning that um but whatever the point of it is that they had to start from the ground up and the way the ground up is the rookie class by keeping someone clean but so far it's not working because elijah Mitchell is already banged up it's just a non it's just a never-ending like cycle at this point it's almost like is is it gonna end at some point i think not
0: i just don't feel like kyle really values uh um durability from his running back spot like he like, Ty, Davis, he drafted Ty Davis Price this year. Ty Davis Price barely played in college. He had one year last year where he had 200 carries. He finished college with 379 carries. He never proved that he could be durable. You know, like, you. same with Trey Lance. Okay, so Trey, he wants to use Trey Lance as a running back. Trey Lance ran the ball like 180 times in college. Jalen Hurts ran the ball more than 600 times in college because he played four years. He was in the SEC. He had proven that he could run the ball against the best athletes in college and stay healthy. Trey hadn't proven that. He hadn't proven that. Like, none of the guys that Kyle gets have proven things like that. And he's like, here we go 20 carries, here we go. And if you get hurt, it's like, hey, it's football, next guy up. I don't know, man. I don't know. You I think we're seeing thinking. the pattern. Yeah. You just got
1: me thinking. It's,
0: yeah, you, you're you're on the money on that. And I think
1: Kyle doesn't necessarily view player durability, he views positional durability. Yeah. Yeah. And last year, and the fact that the Ty Davis Price dra- uh, selection is a testament of that, I think, because. Last year, you know, this time last year, the running back room fell off. They were yeah. running Trey Sermon, and then they were picking up random, play- Bo Scarborough off practice squads, I think. They were picking him up or whoever. So he views positional durability. Look at the quarterback room. Why do we bring Jimmy back? Because we had the best quarterback room. Now we're in case like – it's it's not just specifically just all the scarring of all the injuries throughout the years. It's he, I think he's always viewed positional durability, 2019. Matt Breida came off a good year. We got Tevin Coleman familiarity. Um, Maybe Moser can be in there. Uh, It's just positional durability that he views. and That's why they've always, with wide receivers, even on the defensive side of the ball too as well.
0: I also think he and his dad are really comfortable using the injury excuse. I think they feel like, hey, man, if a running back goes down, it's football. They can't blame me for that. Whereas a lot of coaches are like, man, I need to keep my best players healthy because I got to win, and if they go down, no one's going to care if I said I had injured players, but the, the, the Shanahan's are quick to be like, well, my guys were hurt. Well, why were they hurt? All your guys are hurt all the time. I mean, are you responsible for that? And he's like, no, how could I be responsible for that? It's, it's football. I think they're just too quick to use the injury excuse. And if they try to, he, if Kyle tries to use it this year, if they miss the playoffs, I don't think people are going to feel it this time. You're six. I don't think so, man. I don't think you get that excuse this year. So you got to find a way to win without Trent Williams and Elijah Mitchell and all these guys that you couldn't keep healthy. And it's not your fault, right? Okay, fine. We'll find a way to win. And don't get any more guys hurt. Otherwise, otherwise, Sean Payton might be here next year. Is Ken George Dorsey. Is
1: Sean the only one he treats uh, a special limited
0: ability, limited limited
1: availability in practice? Trent Williams.
0: Trent, Williams. Trent Williams. Okay,
1: that's fair. He's up there in age. And come on, does he really need to practice?
0: But no, um, hold on. Did Trent Williams look like he was in top tier football shape the first three games of the year? I didn't Actually, think so. no. He kind of no. looked bad in the Bears game. He didn't look like the best player in football, which is what he looks like when he's in top-tier football shape. And now, but he's who knows if it's the shape or it really is like the start of a little bit of decline? He is up there. True, but again, Kyle talks about football shape, right? It's a real thing. You, just lifting and being in, in good physical fitness doesn't make you in football shape, and that's why training camp is important. That's why Brandon Ayuk seems like he's on the verge of a breakout year because he's in football shape. Debo's yeah. getting there. Kittle is not there. Uh, Armstead is not. You know what I'm saying? Like you miss all this time. You got, it, you got it. It takes time. Kinlaw's there. Kinlaw's in great football shape. He was there all the training camp. Our, our Eric, Eric Armstead was it? Givens was. Mm-hmm. Givens is killing it. That's the thing about football, man. It really doesn't matter what you did last year. What you did you do this family offseason? Family? Yeah, it doesn't matter what you did last year. What did you do this offseason? Are you in football shape today? Are you healthy today? And can you keep that going for the whole season? Some people can. Some people can't. But it doesn't matter what you did last year. That's why there's so many... Like, the teams that are good from year to year, there's very little overlap. Like, Miami? Phillies? I was like, yeah. I think I'm it's saying. also the drawback of not playing your guys in preseason. Preseason!
1: Four, using your first two to four games as preseason. As preseason? It last year, too, so it's like, hey, you know, the Shannon offense is a slow start. Well, I mean, look how he's using his players in preseason. It's like, it, it, I, and I don't blame Kyle for that either, because it's like, well, you're an idiot because you played your starter so long in the preseason, and it's like, I'd rather... Yeah, it's... That's a tough spot I would find myself in, and it's really a pickle, and I can't... I honestly don't feel any huge criticism out of my end that's a say because that really is a hard choice do i run this guy and risk him getting injured and look like an idiot for playing him or do i just try to you know let him try to catch up in in the regular season and let him actually get hurt when it matters
0: but you know what makes him look stupid kyle losing two games in the first three to two of the worst offenses in the league chicago and denver denver is a good defense but whoa their offense is bad and same with chicago and you lost to both of those teams like the de- the schedule isn't as hard as we thought it was going to be, but this going to get harder than Chicago and Denver. Yes, I'm just saying, you're going to actually have to face you're, this defense is great, but it hasn't gotten tested yet. To be fair, they're not going to keep every team to nine points. Like some teams are going to put up points on this day, especially late when the offense is doing nothing. Take a they couple questions. Three be zero be in a way. They of course they should be three and zero. They beat themselves twice, but they tend to do that. David the prankster says, "I know the solution for the Niners quarterback Taylor Pepper. Taylor Pepper, I think it's Tabor, but who cares? Sorry." Should have said that. Taylor Pepper said his long snaps are longer and more accurate than Jimmy's passes. Also, be interesting to see a quarterback in a three-point position with his backup <laughs> defense throwing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like could Tabor Pepper snap it to himself? I guess you'd have Brendel snap it to Tabor, and then he would snap it. I think that's pretty good. I like it, David. AK Niner says it's all about matchups. With the depth we have on defense, we play the players who match up best with the opponent. Is he talking about right. Yumdor? Yeah. Okay. Well, then play Sammy Womack this week, if that's the case, because he matches up better with Cup. S. Dot. S. Dot. Carter. Does, does Jay Z? Is he? Did Jay Z just become? I think he did. Big fan. Kyle with running backs is like the doc who took out Tyrod. Ooh. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Like, oh, you're the reminds, starting.
1: Reminds me about our Anthony Lynn topic. It's like. Good luck, dude. Look, he was. This is the same guy who wanted to start Tyrod over Justin Herbert. Right. So I mean, if he has an ear on anything more than the running back situation. With Kyle, then it's no shock why, you know, anything else with that situation isn't working so well. Like, people try to credit. Like, oh, look, he had Tyrod Taylor with the Bills. He, he helped Justin Herbert. No, no, no. Let's remember now, he didn't want Justin Herbert. You wanted Tyrod Taylor. And it wasn't until a needle poke that took him out of the game and forced his dude. hand.
0: Man, if you're the starting running back for the 49ers, I was want to, like, dude, I'm praying for you. Good luck. Hope you're okay. Godspeed. And it's still a long way until Elijah Mitchell gets back. And, what's he, and when he gets back, he won't be in football shape. He'll be, nope. you know, out for two months and he'll have to be. Remember what Jeff Wilson Jr. looked like last season? Coming back midseason with no. It, it, it's tough. Uh, how do you think you pronounce that name? What is that? How do you think you pronounce his name? Aru Aru I like it. I just want to get it right. Aru? A- Aru. Aru. Let's go with Aru Luster. Says, Dynasty years, Niners football was about wide receiver catching and running out of bounds to keep him healthy. Shanahan's system is about rack because of limitations and that's not sustainable. That's a good point. Yeah, his system is not sustainable. I agree. It's not. This All this running. It's like, he's he wants to zig while the rest of the league zags. The rest of the league is passing, so he's like, I'm going to run. Okay. Well, running is very dangerous. There's that, a reason the league passes.
1: That and also, I think the blame would be... I think i would blame him more towards skewed is the players he's built is the ones he wants with the ball in his hands that does damage versus the ones he can do in the aerial game. Cause the way he's built it kinda has kind of has to make him run it the way he does now. Because it's not so much like, oh, 30 yard bomb, fifteen, eighteen yard uh fade stop to Ayuk. It's like, no, like let's run him across ten, twelve yards, five yards,
0: and put him in his hands and let him get the extra five to twenty. Let me ask you this, and then we'll stop the show. When he was in Atlanta. Like, Kyle Shanahan's stock was really low for a long time, and then he had that one year in Atlanta, and all was like, oh, my God, this is the best coach in the world. No one thought that before. One year in Atlanta. And that year in Atlanta, great year, went to the Super Bowl, blew it. But they had, like, the most balanced offense. It was great. It was a great running game. It would go down the field. Play. It had everything. It was. It looked perfect. This is not the offense they have here. All of a sudden, Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to pass, and all he wants to do is run the ball. Like, what is going on? What psychological thing happened to him? I feel like... He lost that game because he couldn't run the ball. And now he's having like a, a Greek Shakespearean tragedy. Like he's obsessed with proving he can run the ball because he, his defining moment in his life was losing 28-3. to And he's like, I can run the ball. I'm a, I'm a running genius. I run the ball. It's like, okay, man, can you just bring back that offense you had in Atlanta? That was great. We love that. Everyone loved that. That's what we wanted. You could have brought M- Matt Ryan. This hey, Matt Ryan was available. He could have been here running that offense. He's better than Jimmy. But no, you want the Jimmy offense or the Trey offense where you run the ball a million times. Like, what is that, dude? What is that? That's not what you did in your best season. I don't get it at all. I don't and know it's like, he doesn't Ryan. have to do it. This is how he built a team over six years. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to push
1: back on Matt Ryan. He looks stinky with the Colts right now. But um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I think
0: you got to... I'm listen. not saying he would have been like a, an answer, but dude, like, is he, is, he, is, he, is he worse than Jimmy?
1: I, it kind of feels like the same right now, to be honest, through the three games I've seen... At least, he beat, at least he beat Kansas City, but yeah. But this was really Trey Lance's year, and that's again when you look back at, like,
0: why'd you run him to the ground? Yeah, so you drafted a quarterback to run him between the tackles. Like, what is going it's on? It's the best thing he does, Grant, not throw. I don't understand. When we when we when when you drafted him, we were thinking, okay, so we were going back to Atlanta, right, throwing down the field. No, no, no. We're they, Actually, we're leading more into running the ball. What? What happened to the, the Atlanta team. offense? The two differences is also,
1: you know, he did have a, a good quarterback at the time. Fair. He was fairly elite. He was the MVP. And they had one of the best wide receivers in the game. So now it's yeah. like kind of a different that, – that's kind of a stark difference. He doesn't have a, any great Man. receivers. He has a lot of good receivers and an offensive weapon. And unless Trey was supposed to be like – He has an all-pro
0: good. wide receiver, and he's like, "Nah, he's a running back.
1: Yeah, he's not really a – true. we know that he's not a great wide receiver. That's going
0: to go down the field. Kyle picked him. These are the guys you come, want to. He's using the way that's supposed to be good. He never, he never brings in, like, he never tries to get a Julio-type wide receiver. There's never, like, a he has Jawan Jennings, a tall guy who's slow. But, I mean, he's all about, like, tr- like gimmick stuff now. Like, and that's when it circles back to Danny Gray. I mean, in in Atlanta, it was the quarterback throws, the wide receiver catches, the running back runs. Now, here, it's like the quarterback runs, the wide receiver runs, the, the, the running back... D- 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 Gets hurt. I mean, what is this gimmick offense? I don't understand how we got here. It's a strange evolution. They ran the ball a lot. I think his more true offense
1: was probably uh, with Washington at that year because he had his dad, and his dad's not going to tell him not to run it. And a lot of his influence yeah. comes from his dad versus he was in Atlanta. You know, I'm not saying Dan Quinn, you know, is going to be there to, like, punk him per se. But, you know, Dan Quinn uh, – I I just think Kyle at that time did what he thought. Like, okay, this is the best skill set for this team. And once he got his own team, no one can tell me what to do. I want to build it the way I want to, which is close, similar to my dad in Denver and Washington. And let me build it this way.
0: I think Kyle just wants to be the star. And the more he runs the ball, the more he takes credit for everything. And I think he couldn't do that with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was a bigger star than Kyle Shanahan six years ago. And I'm sure Matt Matt Ryan was like, yeah, we'll run the ball, but we're also going to pass it sometimes. And Kyle wasn't the head coach. He had to work with Matt Ryan um now he's got all the power and he just tells jimmy do what i say and now you're seeing jimmy finally being like <laughs> i want some freedom your plays <laughs> suck i don't like this you know what i'm saying like i don't know I yeah because in
1: 2019 i remember he was getting jocked a lot. like look at all these ghost motions he's getting mm-hmm. the, a, an eight-man box turns into a six-man box because he mm-hmm. motions 800 people which even i
0: was getting uh-huh. giddy about i was like oh kyle this is
1: great this is fun do more and now it's he like he wants
0: the credit he wants the credit and I don't, you know, when you pass, oh, I like the quarterback credited, gets like, the credit. I'm a genius, like, watch this sick play, bro. Watch this sure. sick play. You saw that? You saw that? <laughs> sure. But when the quarterback is Patrick Mahomes or he's, like, making plays, uh, the the coach doesn't always get the credit. You get the credit for developing him, but not for, like, your X's and O's. Kyle wants that credit. Yeah.
1: And I think he – credit for sure on that. That's
0: why he, like, is drawn to quarterbacks with no talent like that be that way if they do anything it's always him like brock purdy nothing against brock purdy but if he plays and does well you know kyle's getting 100 of the credit for that so as opposed to trey
1: and if i'm working on that theory maybe he also knows that because he gets a raw guy and trey if he gets brought up to even be just even close to being pro ball caliber he looks great as a coach and developmental guy
0: shorty murphy says need an x-factor this year last year was debo call cam I actually yeah. think the Niners should bring in Cam Newton. I don't see how he could be worse. He's not in football think... shape. That's oh, yeah, true. That is true. Uh, is there anyone else out there that you think the Niners could go get that would be an oh, upgrade uh, to Jimmy Garoppolo? Sam Darnold? No. He could, at, least, at least he'll throw down the field. Yeah, no. No. At least he's in football shape. I'd rather I see Brock Purdy. I'm okay. Oof. Yeah, I'd rather see Brock Purdy, too. But, like, isn't there someone out there that the Niners could get who's at... – and people keep saying, yeah, Jimmy's rusty. He's not in football shape. All right. Well, then that's all the more reason not to play him. Because even if he gets into football shape, he's not good enough. I'm sorry. I'd like Cam. But you're right. He's yeah. not in football shape. What week would – Cam. What week when Jed puts KS on the hot seat? Uh, I guess what, like when his dad starts showing up to practice. Last year, it was week 10. His dad started showing up to practice. So well, that's the, the Hey,
1: that's the X factor, not the quarterback. Oh, yeah. X factors bring the dad in because that's when they bring went the on that in. run. They, you know, they slobbered out the uh, Rams. So.
0: That's true. Kev F says, I, you compared to Judy Jefferson, Pittman, lamb. No. Uh, he is, I'll take him over Judy. Uh, I'll take him over
1: Judy. I, I won't think, take him over the other, uh, I might take him over lamb. Cause lamb's got might soft. take him over.
0: Him. Yeah. Um, Jefferson is so much better than I, but he I'm got drafted. Ahead
1: to I'm not taking him over Pittman yet.
0: No, I wouldn't either. Pittman's a game changer. Nick Foles. Nah. Is he on a team? Is he retired? I think he's a backup somewhere. Is on the Jags? I don't know. It's intriguing. There's got to be a better option. I mean, the Bills, the Bears. Let me see. Is he really? Where, where, where are you at? Where, where are
1: you I think at he's at? still on the Bears because I remember I hear I was hearing like, what if the Jags acquire him to be the backup?
0: No, he's on the Colts. Oh, he's on the Colts now. Oh, shoot. he's in the Colts. I mean, yeah. What sense, about right? Nick Foles? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'll, right? I'll be down for that. I would be down for anything besides Jimmy Garoppolo, man. I guess he gets one more week. But if he if he plays bad, if he's rusty again against the Rams, I'm sorry. No, they're kind of screwed a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater, how good is Tua doing? No, Teddy might be cheap. I don't like I mean, Teddy three could... yards. Would you like Jimmy three yards? Yes, because it's one more yard better. <laughs> Jimmy, the, that's safety man—that was the end all be all. No, up. you know I don't want them to acquire safety, any
1: quarterback man. because this is the guy they wanted and they, they 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 loved him. He's supposed to be a better team. You don't get to, you don't get to upgrade. You keep this guy and you like it. All right. You I don't see how you way. could.
0: I I don't think the the rustiness excuse holds water when he walked out of the back of the end zone. That was the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen a quarterback do. I'm sorry. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The a quarterback dumbest thing do.
1: It was the best play because if not, it would have been a pick six. That's probably the best was... play to be made all game. The worst play is also the best play to me. But
0: That's I feel like when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo in the future and our kids are like, what was Jimmy Garoppolo like as a quarterback? We'll be like, okay, so if you, there was one play, this is pretty much the Jimmy Garoppolo experience. He walked out of the back of the end zone. And then after the game, it was smiling. Like he didn't do it. Like, mm. I'm sorry, man. That's not rust. That is Jimmy. Jimmy play. He, I, I don't understand what's going on in his brain when he's on the field. I just don't get it. Another thing about Jimmy. He never throws the ball away. We talk about it a lot. Why did he not throw the ball away? He could have thrown the ball away on that on that play instead of taking the safety and throwing a pick six at the same time. But no, he never throws the ball away. I have a theory. I think he wants the completion percentage to be as high as possible. I think his whole ego is tied into his completion percentage. Because if finally, when he gets enough pass attempts and he qualifies, he may have the highest completion percentage of all time. He wants that, even though he's a mediocre quarterback who's on the verge of being a backup. So he's not going to throw the ball away. He wants that 68, 69, 70% completion percentage, and that's what what he's going to hold his hat on, hang his hat on. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it.
1: I know Derek Carr used to hold that through. People be like, oh, he's got a 73%. So it's like, yeah, at least I'm not throwing away. I'm keeping the play alive. And it's
0: like, Mm -hmm. that's why I hate that stat. It's like, who cares?
1: But if it's like, if I'm throwing screens all day, am I a baller?
0: Come on. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like, sometimes throwing the ball away is the best thing for the team. Your stats should not be more important than what's best for the team. Trey Lance threw the ball away. Trey Lance would throw the ball away and come uh, to the post-game press conference with a completion percentage of 46. Jimmy won't do that. So, I don't like that. That's another thing about him. It's like like a basketball player who won't attempt the half-court shot at the end of a quarter because he doesn't want to hurt his stats. Like, dude, you got to take that shot. Curry takes that shot. It's for the team. You might make it. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's Jimmy to me. Like, I'm not throwing the ball away. I'm forcing it over the middle because I am I'd rather throw a pick than throw the ball away mm-hmm. because there's a chance I might throw a completion. I don't like that. That's not a team guy.
1: It, it's all bad. And I think I'm just going to end on this is just saying that if they better hope rhythm is the issue. They better hope he figures it out because otherwise it's going to look exactly like last year with the losing streak. Mm-hmm. Except now you don't have that magical card in your hand with Debo because I don't know who the hell else is going to be that. And now Daniel's Mr. gone.
0: Tomlinson's gone, it could be a run range. skills hurt. Yeah, man, like what is going to change about this team? Because, like, again, it's not just a, uh, a rusty three games. It's been nine. What is going on with this offense? Can they turn it around? We shall see. It doesn't matter what J- Jimmy did in the past. He's a backup now, says so m 9 er He's a backup now. Nope, he's a starter now. He is a starter now. How about that? For the rest of the season until he gets hurt. Unless he doesn't get hurt. Starter. Sorry. Play like it, Jimmy. Just because mm-hmm. they cut your salary doesn't mean you can play like crap run into the back of the end zone, and then smile it up after the game. No, you are the starting quarterback right now. Take some pride.
1: He does have a lot at stake this year, too. Don't blame it
0: on Kyle, because we're going to look at the film afterward and see five or six guys running wide open deep that you didn't even look at. So Kyle's not perfect, but dude, don't blame it on him. Play better. I like You're talking directly.
1: better though. than him against the Browns.
0: Yeah. yeah. C4 Clever says, only way Niners win is if defense starts scoring. Donald going to attack the left side of the O-line. G&T all game. Niners finish 10-7 or 7-10 yes the the defense is gonna have to start scoring points which is you know is that can you game plan for that here here's our play to get a pick six this is gonna work sorry c4 clever says uh we got you already all right that's the show thank you everyone i'll be back later uh with jesse at six unless that, that hurricane well unless that hurricane hits tampa so let's pray for keep oh, Jesse oh yeah in our thoughts.
1: that's right yeah oh, shoot.
0: so let's keep jesse in our thoughts hopefully we can do that tonight uh see you guys